Welcome to Occasionally Awesome. I'm Nick Youssef. My name's Kevin. Uh, we're doing an intro right now with our guest. What? We've never done that. Yeah, we have. I'm with Sarah intro myself. Yeah, intro yourself. This guy, you know him. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you probably don't love him. But, uh, I don't think that's true at all. Most people, when they see him, they go, "Have I? did I go to high school with you? Or did I see you on Last Comic Standing? Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Porter. You seem like a guy. People are like, "Did we used to throw stuff off a bridge together?" Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that, no, that is actually how the conversation goes. Usually. Yeah. They stare at me for about two seconds. They're like, "Did you go to? Yeah. Did you date my buddy's sister? Like, did no. you drive a Camaro?" And yeah. Did you have an L? Co- you have an L, like an '80s El Camino that said like "so fresh" on the back? No. Oh, oh were you on Last Comic Standing? Yeah. That's what I know. Yeah. 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 You're either a comedian I recognize or a legit dirtbag. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> A cautionary tale and from a town. That, there's a lot of crossover with that. Yeah, median and dirtbag. Yeah, they're very form. They're dirtbags that. That's why I love them. Is they're dirtbags that made it. Yeah, they're artistic dirtbags. Artistic dirtbags, man. Yeah, hilarious Bukowski. Successful right. losers. Yeah, it's great. So uh, we did an episode. Uh, just you. now. We did. Uh, what did you think about the episode? What do they have to look forward to? What is our... Uh... It flew by. Okay, good. It was we a lot... We felt the same way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it flew by. It was a... It, when you said how long it was going to be, or how long it was, I was like, oh, wow. I added like 75% of that. So... Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so you liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed it. it. Of all the podcasts I've done lately, it's been my favorite. We got into your history. We got into some of the places you've been banned from and why. And yeah, just fucking... We talked stuff. music. Oh, yeah. Uh, we talked about one of your last jobs you had before you were a comedian, which was pretty cool. I would have I never guessed. Yeah, and why you don't see me around comedy clubs that much. Yeah, which yeah. is cool. Because a lot of comics think they never... They have to be at a comedy club literally every night if they have a spot or not. Or even after their spot, they got to hang out all night. Yeah. Uh, I like your perspective on it. There are different phases to a comedian's life. Yeah. yeah. And, you still and have you, to have a life. You have so, to change. Yeah, or at otherwise, some point, you have you know. to shut one of them down. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and we get into that. Or your liver shuts down. Yeah, it was a good episode. Yeah. Um, and let's do uh, plugs as well at the beginning. Um, Kevin, where are you going to be this week? I don't know yet. Uh, me neither. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Chris, where are you going to be this week? Uh, Dayton Funny Bone. Dayton Funny Bone. And then week after that? St. Louis Funny Bone. Uh, if you don't follow Chris Porter on Twitter, do so right this very minute at I am Chris Porter. Ba-bam. Boom. It's spelled it just like it sounds. Yeah. This is an easy name. to get. It's yeah. not like Steve Ren is easy where there's like nine no. Z's and yeah. like four S's uh-uh. and all that shit. It's I am Chris Porter. Yeah. Um, and... Subscribe and review us on iTunes. Uh, you can find us. Someone didn't know we were on iTunes the other day who actively listens to our podcast. So if you are listening to our <laughs> podcast, like he literally has listened to a bunch. And he goes, hey, when are you guys going to be on iTunes? So we're on iTunes, everybody. Yeah. Um, find us under Occasionally Awesome. Subscribe to us. Uh, review us. Rate us. All that fun stuff. We're on Stitcher. If you're not into iTunes, we're on SoundCloud. All that fun stuff. So get on there, do all that, uh, and enjoy this episode with the very funny Chris Porter. Thanks for doing this, man. Thanks, man. Enjoy Enjoy the episode, you guys. See you next time. I have a question. Okay. Because you just said this before we started. I don't do a lot of these anymore. I don't. Why? I don't get asked. You know, I travel so much that I feel like people just forget about me. 
Okay. Like when it comes, I mean, not in general. They know I'm alive and shit. But mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they're like, like let's look at his when, Twitter. Make sure he's alive. Yeah. Okay, he's good. Yeah, and but I just think when it comes to like when it comes to like people booking podcasts, they think about who they saw this weekend or whatever. And uh, yeah, I'm not usually in that. And plus, like, I've stopped being friendly with people I don't want to be friends with. Oh, that's actually a cool yeah thing. <laughs> the cutoff. Yeah, I mean, not, I mean, I'm cordial. Yeah, I stop doing the oh yeah, let's hang out if let's I don't genuinely yeah. mean it. Like, and yeah, like you know, people be like, hey, let's get, hang out. So I'm like, man, I you know, I travel a lot. I don't think that's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I just can't. Yeah, it just it wasn't getting me anywhere, and it was making me sad. To like pretend to like people. Yeah, and like it's go kind of out exhausting. And, and do things with people just to like more for the business aspect of it. Yeah. And I was like, and then it's like, I'm not having fun and I don't like you. And at the end of the day, they don't really like me because especially after a few drinks, your defenses go down and you start being honest <laughs> so, with people. Yeah. yeah, and you're like, what are you talking about, dude? Yeah, just like, man, no, I don't believe anything like you're saying. Yeah, like, yeah. no, that's actually not true. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that that whole go out for business reasons ends up backfiring. Yeah. Because they're like, Porter's kind of a bummer. <laughs> yeah, or or I get shit, or you know, or you get shit-faced and you try to hit on the wrong girl or, yeah. you know, I'm kind of... I may or may not be blackballed from Montreal because I was drunk in improv and the booker like tapped me on the shoulder and as a joke I go, I don't like to be touched. And then by the time I turned around he was gone and next thing I know fucking Baldinger is going, what'd you do? <laughs> wow. And, and you know, I had a bad manager at the time and I called him and he was like, all right, I'll get on it. And then he called me the next day going, everything's fine. I was like, cool. And then like two years later I was like, how come I didn't get a showcase this year? He's like, oh, remember that thing like two years ago? <laughs> oh, jeez. Like, well, wow. Fired. <laughs> you fired him right then? I didn't fire him right there, but that was that was the beginning of a downhill slope that ended up firing him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Damn. So, so and then, <laughs> you know, when you, tr- when you do the road, like, I don't, you know, you guys see me at the comedy store. I show up and I do my spot, and I might hang out for a few, mm-hmm. a few... Uh, one or two nights, I'll Uber out there with the intention of doing my spot and getting a little shitty. and Yeah, like hanging out. And hanging yeah. out. But if there's no one that I want to hang out with, I just split. Yeah, yeah. I can't. Because I did. I got real sad for a while after last comic and couldn't figure out why. And then I realized one night at the comedy store, it's like, oh, I'm around all of you. They're also sad, and we're all just kind of hanging out, not doing stuff. Yeah. And the people that are doing stuff show up and do their thing, and then they go have a life. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I need a life outside of comedy. So I left. Or even just a life within comedy that you like better. Yeah. I mean, you can have your comedy friends, but, you know, these cats that are at the comedy store literally every night just... Yeah, the, from the beginning to the end. From the beginning, just, just hanging out, yeah. just maybe hoping to, you know, just to be seen, because who knows might come, you know, because they yeah. were there the night that Russell Brand showed up, mm-hmm. and, it, you know, yeah. lit their fire. So, right. and, you know, those are always the cats that are there when, you know, Chris Rock and Jerry Seinfeld show up, and they always have good stories, but it's mm-hmm. like, well, but I can wake up and I feel good, 
and I'm happy. I mean, I'm a dude that's never there. Like yeah. I, even when I was getting more spots, there, I wasn't like a hangout guy. Really, if mm-hmm. I go there and hang out, people are like, "Whoa, Christy's hanging out!" Like yeah. it's it's not the usual thing I ever did. Yeah, and then I found friends outside. Like I found friends outside of the comedy world, and then I kept friends in the comedy world that I genuinely liked as people. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's important. It makes you a better comic, too. Yeah. You have a life outside of, of stand Like, for the first few years, it's like, yeah, be all about stand-up every night. Get up Absolutely. As, ma- as much as you possibly can. But after a while, you need to go do other shit so you have shit to write about. Absolutely. You can't have a perspective if you're just performing for the people in the back of the room. Because those right. are the pe- those are your, that's your world. Yeah. Because like, when you're not on stage, you're in the back of the room. Yeah. So... I just left and I walked away and, you know, luckily met friends in a different mental space and just started hanging out with them. And now, like, it's allowed me to love the comedy store and love the scene more because I'm not drowning myself in it. Yeah. And so now I come to the comedy store, I'm like, hey, what's yeah, going on? It's everybody? a fun place. You can, you don't let it, you can let, like, places in the, the comedy store and a lot of places, you can let them dictate your experience of, like, how you like you can you can use them as a means to judge yourself and how you're doing yeah i noticed that was what my my art my college was like that it's like everyone there was just super serious about like the culture of that particular place and it was like you know no one in the actual art world knows what's going on here or cares that much it's just a college it's just a place that has tools you can kind of use them but you can't you have to be really careful in like letting a place define you even when i first started it was like People still called themselves comedy store comics. Yeah, right. and it's like that's not really what you want to be. You want to be a a, a world comic. You just want to be a comic. Yeah, the best, exactly. the, the best way to use that place and any other places in town, like in L.A. or New York, are like just as work, workshops. Absolutely, like I go work on shit and then I hang out for a minute and leave. Yeah, it's but, a ju- it's your work. Go yeah. do your work. <laughs> but I feel like every club has a different scene. Like, like comedy store is very about. Uh, production. Go out there, work new shit out. If you're up there doing your A shit, people kind of frown on you. You know, yeah. unless it's Friday night. Friday, Saturday. Sure, yeah, yeah. That, that's different. But, uh, and at the improv, they don't care what night it is. They want you to go up there and slay it. Yeah. You know, they don't care if it's the same joke they've heard a million. They're like, that's, it kills every time. Keep yeah. doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that scene, you know, Swartzen's always there and, and, you know, Pompa, you can run into those. It's not as, it's not as comic-y. There's only like four or five comics that are genuinely there on a nightly basis. Yeah, it's not a yeah. place to like really hang. Especially now that they've redesigned it into basically a lobby for a courtyard Marriott. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it uh, looks like a yeah. late 90s hotel. It does. I walked in. I remember when they first redesigned that back lounge. People knew it was your first night back because the the look on your face. Yeah, you like, just what in God's around, name? Like, what is yeah, this place now? I mean, I got... Okay, I, the the like changing of the restaurant thing was like okay, this is the, like making a fancy bar. The room redo, I do not understand at all because it's not doesn't feel bigger. Those white like the oh, the, the white booth, it just looks sort of cheesy. And it looks like it's slowly, secretly turning into a steakhouse. You know, like, but like not <laughs> even you know that it. rad of one. Like a, it's it's like it reminds me of sort of Vegas eight years ago. 
where like yeah. everything had to be white leather and like dark wood and like slick looking and like every restaurant looked the same. Every Vegas steakhouse looked yeah, the same. Yeah, that's what it's. It's like yeah. slowly turning into that, but they're not telling us. And yeah, we're one ev- day they go, hey, no more comedy, but there's steak now. Yeah, like everything like was you a, go. everything <laughs> he orders a la carte. And you're like, they're like, oh, do you want a, a sauce? You're like, well, yeah. What? I don't get it. Like that's what the improv. It just doesn't. I don't feel comfy there. Yeah. I do like the fact that when you get on stage, it feels the same. Yeah, it does. Yeah, but every everything else, I just feel like I'm at someone else's house. Because mm. that used to be like my home. I mean, I was at the Improv long before I was at the Comedy Store. Right. So that was always kind of my home club because all of my like my real home club closed. And then which one was that? That was the original Stanford and Sons in Westport. Oh, okay. And they lost their lease on that, and then they moved it to a couple of different places, and they were all terrible yeah. fabrications of what used to be. And now they don't even let me in their doors anymore, which is fine. And then the improv. The what? Game, wait, what happened there? Oh, uh, when I got last. He, comic, he doesn't like being to be touched. touched. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I got last comic, I had a week booked at Stanford's, and. They called my managers called and said we need to renegotiate and they're like fine. Well, then the improv called and said, "Hey, we get that that's his home club, but uh, we have thirty clubs and they have one, and uh, you can work there again. Just we you need to work our club first in order to work the other thirty clubs that we own. Right. Wow. Kind of a gangster move, but that's business. Yeah. So we called uh, Craig and we're like, hey. Sorry, but our hands are kind of under the knife here. Yeah, and uh, and he was like, "Fuck you and fuck them." And yeah, and he's never forgiven. And I came. I was like, "All right." So like two years later, I came back to like hang out, see a friend, and they asked me to leave. Oh wow! And I was like, "Okay." And I laughed. I was like, "All right, that's funny." And I walked away. And then a couple years after that, Jay Chris was in town, and I happened to be in town. He was like, "I want you to come out and sing a song." Uh, during my act, I go, they're not going to let me in the room. He's like, oh, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. I go, ask Craig and call me back. He goes, okay. Calls me back. Goes, yeah, man, you can't come. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Wow. So, and that's fine. Uh, that seems a disproportionate reaction, though. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like... Man, I mean, 30 to 1. 30 to 1. 30 to 1. I could see, like, be upset for a few months, maybe. Yeah, sure. But then it's like, you know, like you said, it's business. It's like, hey, man, I get it, but like, when are your 29 other clubs going to open? Exactly. The, the answer is never. The guy would, yeah. can, you know, when we were all coming up, he'd cancel you the day of the gig because he forgot that the headliner was bringing in a feature. Yeah. You right. Know? Like, they can do that to you, but you can't do that to oh, them. Yeah. Right? And then, yeah. like, the one time you can pull it, you know, it wasn't a vengeance thing, although it did feel a little good. <laughs> uh, it, but it wasn't like, we'll get him back. It was just like, oh, that sucks, but yeah, we'll work it out. And then when they were like, fuck you, I was like, no, fuck you. Yeah. I don't miss them. Like, it's yeah. everyone that works at club. Also, like, you're probably one of the, you're, it's kind of dumb because you're a local hero yeah. to the most part. Like, they're kind of missing out on, like, you could have big, look, our, our favorite sons coming back type shows and it'd be a thing. Yeah. yeah. And which is dumb. <laughs> yeah. It, no, you could, you'd be the ambassador of that place. Like, I started here. Uh-huh. To all, you know, that's a dumb move. That's it, someone who doesn't see the whole board. Oh, no. They're famous for jumping over a dollar to get a dime. Yeah. <laughs> they're real right. famous for that. Yeah. Like, they, they're the guys that would book Screech. They were the first ones to book Screech. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. You know what I'm saying? They're yeah. like anything. Uh, 
I saw Mark Price, you aka Skippy from Family Ties. Yeah, Skippy, Skippy and Screech. For years because Stanford's would work him every fucking eight months. Wow. And like other than that, he only works like Canada. Yeah, no, he he got him and Screech both got like two tours of hey, it's kind of an oddity, and then they were like, these guys are not only insane, they're terrible. Right. Yeah. And Mark's out of his fucking mind. So <laughs> Skippy or so Screech, but yeah. Probably not something to say on the internet. <laughs> I think the screech is nuts. I mean, when I was in uh, high school, my friend was on Saved by the Bell, the new class. Yeah, that brunette girl. Yeah, and I went to. I would go visit the set every once in a while, and uh, and one day they had to like shut down because one of the kids on the new class and screech got into a thing and screech pulled a knife. That's awesome. Screech was kind of dude wearing like a trench coat in the nineties, if you know what I'm saying. Like he was, he was like, I th- you know, it's it's got to be very tough. Being known for that thing where, all right, the world's decided you're not cool ever, so you're never going to be able to be cool. So, like, what what can I do to change people's perception? Well, I'll just be the weirdest, darkest dude who has a weapon all the time. It's just, like, odd. That's the thing, is if he would have just opened his eyes and had a better perspective, he was living the life. He was fucking girls so far out of his league. Yeah. Just because he was Screech. If he would have just kept being good... Good old Screech, and just live the character. It's like you don't He'd see have a mansion in Malibu, and and be banging any girl he wants. I mean, you're like Weird Al Yankovic just stuck to his. He just knew his role. He's like, yeah. I'm Weird Al. Like he wasn't like, hey, Weird Al is a really talented. He's dude, super talented, though, yeah. but I'm sure there's a part of him that's like, you know, I kind of want to do like a serious. Beck Sea Change record, and and he, and he, he tells himself, record. "No, Weird Al, you are Weird Al. You yeah. named yourself Weird Al. Go be Weird Al." But I'm sure there's a part of it. He's a super talented musician, so he could probably do lots of things. Yeah. But he's like, "No, here I know what I'm also the best at." Yeah, but I feel like he was more of a comedian doing comedy, as where Screech was like an actor. He's like, "Well, I booked this show. I'm going to be Screech," and then he was yeah. probably like, "Now to do other stuff." That's where Weird Al was like, I'm a comedian. I'm going to put out records. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, parody records. But, <laughs> but they're parody records. Which I just got two of in <laughs> Seattle. Have you ever been to Bop Street Records in uh-huh. Seattle? Is Dude, it good? It's crazy. It's it so downtown? great. It's in the Ballard uh, neighborhood. Okay. Whatever. But you walk in there, and it's run by this dude named Dave. And he's like, you know, in his 50s or whatever. He's run the place for like 30 years. And he's just got a story about everything. One of those guys. But he collects like records that are only in like pristine mint condition, and I went. I was like, "Where's your comedy section?" And I like, I decided I love the guy because he had a real comedy section oh, awesome. for for albums. As where like a lot of record stores, you're like, "Where's your comedy?" They're like, "It's in soundtracks or it's <laughs> it's in spoken word, Sound it's effects. in the bargain bin." Like we don't, they're outside. <laughs> yeah. Like we don't have one. You know, it's outside. Yeah, it's in the rain. <laughs> it's patching our ceiling so the fucking rain doesn't get through. <laughs> That's but I got FM right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I got like these two Weird Al records that I was excited about because I love him more now than ever because people make fun of the guy. They're like, "Yeah, like back in the '90s when Weird Al was around." I'm like, "What's wrong with Weird Al?" Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. Hey, calm down. Yeah. What's wrong with Weird Al, guys? He has millions of dollars that say he's fine. It's v- fucking v- Was it UHF or VHF? UHF. UHF is this some funny shit in UHF? Brilliant. Yeah, it was, I was funny. I was, what was it that the UHF came out against like a huge movie? Like the, he was like, yeah, I mean, everyone says it was really funny, but it, like it came out against like 
Like fucking Terminator. Term, it might have <laughs> been Terminator crazy. 2 right. or like Titanic. Or it was a movie that was so big, he was like, we didn't. This was not yeah. going to happen. But it became a cult classic. Yeah. Mm. My friend had to sit me down and watch it. He was like, let's watch UHF. And I'm like, you're out of your mind. I'm not watching. Funny as shit. That movie. And you watch it, you're like, this guy. Just like the supplies closet. And the guy jumps out and goes, supplies. <laughs> He's like, this, I like this. The dog food commercial uh, with... <laughs> He eats. He eats. He eats it, and then realizes it's dog food. Uh-huh. I can't. I can't for the life of me remember it. But the first time we saw that scene, we had to pause it. <laughs> we were laughing that hard. Yeah. <laughs> it was like that moment in Spinal Tap where that lick my love pump. Yeah. Scene. We had to pause that too. <laughs> I just lost it. <laughs> What's wrong with being sexy? With sexist. <laughs> <laughs> They've all got herpes sores. They all got scene. sores. <laughs> this is their first mustache. That the the DVD extras of Spinal Tap, it's just them watching the movie and talking about it. But the whole thing is just them going, He's dead. I remember him. He's dead. Now. Is it really? That's yes. funny. They're literally just going, he's dead. Nope, he's dead too. They lose it on the limo driver. They're like, he calls him a fucking limey. And they're like, right. oh, well, you're a limmy. <laughs> limmy. <laughs> There's a version of that DVD, the first generation DVD of the Spinal Tap, where it's actually them speaking as themselves. Mm-hmm. And that DVD is worth like hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I, I worked for Christopher Guest like twice. Okay. And he, I got the sense that you couldn't make that man laugh. No, like I, I was, A, before I went into like audition for him, I was like, I'm not going to try to make this guy laugh. Because yeah. what That's universe do I think, A, I can, and he's like, I was like, this poor guy probably has improvisers and sketch people walk into a room and basically explode because this is their dream and he's Christopher Guest. So I was just like, this. I'm just going to make this. I'm going to only answer the questions I'm asked. I'm going to say the words I've come to say, and I'm just going to be really quiet. And he was the exact same way. Like He was just like, hi, how are, how are you? Like, I'm, I'm really good. And it was just this silence off. And, and you got the sense like yours, his, like people like that, their, their sense of what is funny is so fucking refined. Yeah. That like, really, am I going to be the guy that cracks him? I made him laugh one on once on accident where he there I was doing we were doing a commercial and I had there was a midget dressed as a ravioli I was dressed as a lobster and it didn't air thankfully but he was like do you think you could hold he goes uh, we're thinking about having you hold the midget are you in good shape and I go I'm not in the best shape and for some reason that made him laugh and I don't I don't know I'll never know why yeah. maybe just cuz I was just thinking in reference to can I hold a midget yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know if I'm in good enough shape to hold this little person dressed as a ravioli cuz I'm dressed as a lobster <laughs> That was a Christopher Guest commercial? It was for Healthy Choice, and it was starring Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Wow. And he goes, I showed up to the what I thought was the callback, but I was the only one there. And I was like, who else is coming? He's like, oh, no, it's just you. And I go, okay. And I put on the lobster costume, and he looks at me, and he goes, I mean, what do you say? <laughs> <laughs> and I go, I don't think you say anything. And he goes, you yeah. Just, you sigh. Yeah, I'm like, look, this is just, this <laughs> is our day today. This is our, our, our day today is me, you directing a commercial with a lobster costume in it and me wearing it. And there's a little person in a ravioli suit. And right. that's, that's our day today. And you guys have made it. Yeah. And I was fucking, I was like, are you serious? You just gave me this job? You're Christopher Guest. This is the fucking coolest. <laughs> like, I was excited as shit to be there. 
But yeah, I just he was just like, I mean, he looked so, he looked so sad. It's like, I mean, what do you what do you say? <laughs> now, what do you do now with your life outside of comedy? Like when you found that, what did that entail? Like just going. Yeah, do you have like almost a regimen where you because you re, it seems like you kind of had a realization like I'm sad, I need to fix this. Yeah, uh, that's what happened. Well, that's <laughs> happened a couple of times since I moved out to LA. Like after last comic stand, I made a bunch of money and I spent it. And I like recklessly spent it or just no. over time. Like, we oh, talked about this. We like talked, you just when you've never had a lot of money and then you have a lot of money, you, you it. Yeah. You spend it like you have like a I lot need a gold plated iPod. Yeah. Like, this is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not to that extent. But like he and I were talking in the car. Uh, like you would I would pay a bill for 12 people just because I didn't want to deal with the splitting up. I just wanted to leave. So yeah, I pay like yeah, a $200 yeah. tab. Just I'm like, I don't want to fucking deal with it. Yeah. And just like stupid shit like that. Or uh, times a thousand times. Uh, that, yeah. <laughs> and then buying a $2,700 watch because Kevin I Kevin told you to. Because <laughs> <laughs> Kevin recommended some fucking Because I told you it was a requirement. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. No, and it was basically like, and I, I took that off. I watched Ty Barnett buy a ridiculously priced watch. So I was like, oh, well, I'm only spending $2,700. So that's fine. <laughs> uh, okay. And... <laughs> I still have that watch. It's a great watch. And, you know, they're good investments. I don't know if mine was, but, uh, like, I don't regret anything. But I definitely, you know, you definitely look back at stuff. You're like, well, that was, I could have just waited 15 minutes for people to do some fucking math. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went outside, had a cigarette. Yeah. Also, room, like, yeah. it's not your job to solve their problems. But you, like, decided, I do this. I used to do that when I made a, a lot of money fast. I would do the same thing. Like, I'm so lucky. I'm so lucky to have, to have had this happen. I can solve all these people's problems. I can, uh, because of how lucky I am, I, sh- I have to make their lives easier. And that's not, that's not yeah. the case. And I did that too, especially with my closest friends. Like these guys, you know, my buddy works like 65 hours a week and he makes like 22 grand a year or something yeah. like that. So I'm just like, I would just, let's go do shit. I've got it. Don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah. And yeah. I don't, you know, I do that till the day I die. I don't, like dude's like, he would literally put his life down for me, I feel like. So I don't mind that. But I did that for stupid people. Just because yeah. I, was, just, I was like, yeah, fucking whatever. I'll pay for your improv class. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I believe in you. Yeah. Uh, so then I just met, you know, getting in that band kind of helped. Like just kind of getting a a different perspective on being able to perform. And, so wait, tell us about the band. Well, just the cover. I started playing in a cover band and that came from the unknown theater. There was like a, always a jam session after. And then Brandon, my friend found me and he was like, you and I need to go do something away from these idiots. Brandon Christie. Yeah. yeah. And so we started this band and over years have started playing around LA and playing like pretty cool gigs and, mm-hmm. And so, but when you when you're able to perform in in another light besides comedy, it it definitely allows for a perspective on that. And so, and then I started being friends with musicians and just you know really people outside of the of the comedy realm. And you know, it's no one wants to talk. You know, there's no business to talk about. Mm -hmm. You know, I just feel like you know the most of the time if I hang out with comics and all they want to talk about is the industry, and then we're probably not going to hang out much anymore. Yeah. 
And so, like, that's not even a problem. Like, even if we both talk about each other's industries, it's it's very interesting to the other person. Yeah, it becomes fascinating. Yeah, cause I was, I mean, I, once in the green room of the Santa Monica show, there was we had you know four comics on the show, and two of them were kind of younger dudes, and they started talking about each other's teams because they had like the same agents. Like, oh, who are you with over there? And I I was like, a guy, guys, 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 that's not. We're not. We can't do this here. Yeah, like you actually it, said that. Yeah, I was like, we can't. I'm like, can uh, not like no. I, I was like joking. I was like, come on, hey, hey. Like what? Yeah. Like I kind of gave him shit. I was like, what do you guys? Are you guys honestly asking each other what teams you have? Yeah. Like let's. Can we not? Like this is a safe place. Yeah. Like it's a. Yeah. We're in a new material. This is a new material show. Like what are we? Like can we not do that? Like oh, you're with him over there. Oh, I love that guy. Like do you love you love him? What do you What are you yeah. saying? Like I was like, doesn't give a fuck about. I was like no 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 not here not here not here not here not please like this is a pollu- this is a pollutant like yeah. come on let's let's yeah. let's keep it safe here. And it's like also great because like you can be like oh they're just everyone's so impressed by each other. Like my buddy came and my buddy came and saw me at parlor the other night and he was just like that was amazing yeah musicians are so impressed right that yeah. years, they look like it yeah and uh they're so stoked on stand-up and then you go watch them and you're just like that was amazing yeah and they're like i and don't know like, that was okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so like there's that mutual and like you can be like oh i got a new netflix special and there's not that tinge of like oh why didn't i get that yeah, yeah. who got that for you yeah and it's and that's why, you know, that's why I feel like it's like, why don't, you know, you start to wonder, it's like, oh, why doesn't that person ever want to hang out? It's like, well, that person's way above your pay grade and doesn't want and can't talk at your level anymore. And I'm like, so I understand that. And yeah. so for that same reason, I can't really hang out with the younger comics because like I drove down with a younger comic down to La Jolla and she was super sweetheart but she all she wanted to know was about the industry and shit and yeah after about two hours of that i was just like, yeah you yeah know, i got the zeppelin record i'm gonna crank <laughs> yeah i remember once at the back door of the comedy store like bobby and i were we we're comp- I don't, he may have been complaining about what time his spot was at and some kid was like oh i'd kill for nine whatever this time was and he was like yeah but i al- i've already done that yeah. for like 15 years <laughs> like yeah. i did what you're i understand you're at that place but I'm not, and I don't really want to talk about it. Yeah. Like, and I don't want to make you feel bad for talking about it. Like, you know, you have to have those friends. Like, I have a friend who calls me up to complain about acting industry stuff, and he's fucking famous and really successful. And he can't if he does that with other people. They're gonna be like, oh, well, really, you have a big problem with your brand new fancy house? It's like, no, but he, he they should also be allowed to talk. Yeah. And say what's going you on in their life. Problems, whether you're yeah, rich or everyone's not or problems are relative to their own life. And friends, you know, if you're a friend, you should be able to vent. Yeah, totally. You right. know, that's what friends do. Yeah, I mean, and you know, again, that's what it comes down to. Is like, I just hang out with people that are real people, and I feel like a lot of comics don't understand the difference. Yeah, there is that thing like only comics understand us. It's like, no, no, that's not really true. The ones, yeah, you're, the ones who end up being your friends are the ones who are able to turn on and off that like, okay, let's talk about work now and let's not talk about work now. Yeah. Like you can have a, you're like, hey man, I'm really frustrated with pilot season or something super Hollywoody, you know, like yeah. that you would normally be annoyed. You're like, okay, yeah, we can talk about that. But after a while, it's like, now let's talk about music or sports or yeah. Like I hadn't seen let's Ren get into Z- other shit. I hadn't seen Renazizi in a long time, and I was just like, well, "How are the kids, man? Like, what's going on with those kids? Like yeah. they're they're growing super. Like they're at that age where they change super fast and like are smart and like 
He's like, oh, yeah, Jackson tricked me the other day. Like, he told me, he literally verbally tricked me mm-hmm. into thinking. And then he, like, I watched him lie to our the other one. And, like, it worked. And I was just like, what yeah. the fuck is happening? Someone and, who like, that's interesting. Someone who's not his friend would walk up to him and go, how's stuff on the league? Yeah, yeah that's like, all they so, like, you about. must be getting. You guys get picked up? What's yeah, yeah like, season three, ratings? like, your yeah. road money must be good. Or they'd yeah. go, how is uh, Nick Rowland? Is he, is he a cool guy? Like, they'd ask, <laughs> yeah. like, fans would or something. And yeah. And you can only have conversations like that so much, especially if you're on like le- a level like that where you're on a TV show. Well, and it's also cool when people get big and st- like Ren is easy or Adam Devine that stay the person they were. Right, yeah. like, I've watched a couple people get huge and they turn into that guy. Like, yeah. All they want to talk about is their gift bags and the Ferrari. Yeah. That, and you, you notice know, they got a whole vacations. bunch of new friends and yeah. they don't want to like that literally like oh no i'm on the new i'm on a different level i'm gonna go hang with these new people yeah yeah here's a picture of me at seth uh mcfarland's house yeah sorry i couldn't return one of the great one of the funniest things i ever or one a really good one sorry for forgetting like um a great one i've heard a few times now is oh you've never been to soho house (laughs) (laughs) go fuck yourself (laughs) because you have i know you have you've been no i know but i will never ever say it (laughs) yeah I'll never sit because I was invited by a friend who's a member a couple of times. I yeah. never in my life be like, oh, you've never been? Yeah. Oh, the rooftop view or whatever. It's or just, they go, they'll even take it a step further. Well, I like the one in Miami better. Oh, fucking that. It's like I'm walking away from this conversation <laughs> forever. You've never been to Soho. Whoa. I've heard that like four times in the last few months. That's four a, by different the way, people. Not hard to go at all. No. Yeah, just have a friend who's like a member. Uh, there's a not hard to become a member. Like the whole thing. It's just mu- By the way, it's not free. You're not being like let in. It's like fucking $10,000. You pay. It's- yeah, they charge you. <laughs> right. It's how they make money through <laughs> yeah. memberships. Yeah. yeah. You dummy. But they'll like, uh, our friend got his, his first, he bought a year, but then he got another year just for doing a couple of gigs there. Oh wow! Yeah, that's pretty cool. I almost got a free membership because they were gonna give. They were gonna try to just give them to artists. My friend was gonna try to like trick the lady into giving yeah, me one because yeah. <laughs> they were giving them to all the all. They're giving New York artists free memberships for the Miami one for Basil, and he was like, I could just mm-hmm. tell her because I was at I had a thing at Basil like a piece or two, and she was like. He was like, I'll just tell her to put you on the list and you get a free one. I was like, I'll fuck with a free one all day, but I will never pay for this. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, I don't know, but I, I do like going. I don't care. It uh, is nice. And it's yeah. fun, especially when, like, when you run into people and you're both like, how's it going? Yeah. Right. But I would, I've never been, yeah. So you can't you've never yeah, been drop so stuff like that. It's Normally, so... like, I was just so awesome. It was <laughs> yeah. amazing. One of the best, this is one of my favorite things, years ago, a friend of mine was in town and he was working for the Strokes on a, like a dirt video or something. And uh, at the time, the drummer of the Strokes was dating Drew Barrymore and they invited us over to her house after a show. And I was like, great. So I was, I was at the store with, and me and Simone, I was like, Simone, we want to go to this thing. And he, I brought Steve Simone with me to Drew Barrymore's house. <laughs> That's awesome. And it, we're walking in. Her house is, it's the kind of house all of us would buy if we had more money. Like, if we had millions of dollars and you saw this house versus, and you saw 10 houses, all of us would pick hers. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's got a fucking pool. That's like a grotto. The view is crazy. It was Sinatra's house or some shit. Okay. The whole thing is perfect. 
it's the bet you're like wow you know what this is what fame is for <laughs> like if yeah. you get famous and you get a shit ton of money this is what you should do with it and but like I and you walk I, we're walking in it's just me and Simone we meet the people there there's like a very scary like Yugoslavian security guard that you're like oh this fucker could kill everyone at this party in less than 10 minutes oh wow and we so we get past him and I'm we're walking in and I'll, I'm like I'm like this is crazy right and I look and Simone's not there anymore I turn around. He's fifty feet behind me because he felt so uncomfortable. He was like, "I, I do. I can't go into this. Like, what, 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 what are you, I can't what go are you, any further." He literally was like, uh, "You can't bring me to this." Like, he was like, "They're gonna tell you you can't come once they see you with me." <laughs> he literally was like, uh, "We have to leave immediately. They're gonna see that you brought the mongoloid." Like, it was the fucking funniest Simone, thing. Simone, dude. And like everyone was, but everyone was like so sweet. He just ended up talking to like the you know the 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 whatever the the tech guys who were the kings of leon's producers were there so he oh, just okay. talked to the guys who like produced their first record that everyone was so fucking nice and also drew Rammer was the nicest person in the world but yeah he he was just like i can't be here and i'm like no it's the best that you're here like i it's and it was so i was like i want because i'd never been there either and i wanted to like be impressed like i don't like when i stop being impressed by stuff that's fucking impressive yeah. Like that house is worth a more if we had the money for that house we'd never have to work again ever. And I don't ever want to be like, "Ah, it's pretty nice." Like, "No, no, no. This place is stunning. <laughs> like this is a fucking <laughs> architectural marvel." And holy shit, look at the view. And like it's like you got to bring people you got to keep people near you that don't get fucking ruined. Yeah. It's like it's great that you get when people get on a new level. That's great. But don't lose sight that you're on a new level, and don't re- don't lose sight of the old level, because then you just get like bitter. Bitterness is fucking gross. Yeah, but that's when you just go do other interesting shit. Like I don't want to continue to be impressed by mansions. Like I want to go to Montana. I want to yeah. see what Montana's like. Yeah, it is awesome. I want to see places country. like that. Yeah, I've seen enough mansions just living here. You like drive by them and. You see, like, oh, this guy's crazy infinity pool. You're like, uh, yeah, another one? Awesome. Yeah, Who's- but if it was your crazy mansion with your infinity pool, that'd be pretty cool. You know, if I had one, yeah. But, yeah. like, I don't... Going to see them is, like, doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, you don't... Yeah, I don't get going on home tours. Like, my friends go to, like, open houses and stuff. To look always- at, and then they go, oh, I wish we could afford that. I'm like, why are you stressing yourself out <laughs> <laughs> with, like, going to... Like, I'm... The idea of me owning a home is so far away. Yeah. I don't fuck with it. I don't go like there is. I like, work hard and may, you know I go oh maybe one day, but I don't like go to open houses and go oh fuck. There's a ba- I think there is a balance between seeing things that make you want to like achieve your goals and also things that just make you feel bad. Yeah, like yeah. I'm never gonna own that house like or a house on that level. That's literally never going to happen. But it's like I also want to see like stuff that's like makes me want to work just a little like hard, a little harder not like torture myself but there's like just somewhere in between right like oh i can go do that it's like watching some like if someone you know is got they've gotten so good and they're taping their special and you like go and you're like fuck yeah i've i i know that dude i'm like him he worked he just worked really hard and he just fucking killed the special i'm gonna go try to do that too as opposed to like right. yeah that's way closer that's like yeah i mean what I'm saying is like when people go like you hear someone like hey someone just released a special wow that's cool I'm gonna be inspired by going to look at a twenty million dollar mansion yeah yeah you know yeah, yeah. going to watch someone do their special that's totally cool because it's like yeah. closer and I always think it's real dangerous to like try to big time it outside your it's like if I, I I'm not gonna save up to go to a restaurant I can't afford because right, right, I can't right. afford it yeah. so like why would I 
It's like, oh, this is great this one time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like there's, because there's other shit that's just as enjoyable. That's even more dangerous. When it's you like, like renting a sports car. That is the worst <laughs> idea ever. Like, yeah. yeah, you see you like go to Miami and like rent a Lamborghini. Well, yeah. I love in like in neighborhoods like uh, around here, like Los Fields and stuff, you'll see like you'll see a dude get out of like an eighty thousand, ninety thousand dollar Mercedes or BMW and then walk into like a shitty apartment building. Yeah. Well, I'm like, wait, yeah. That building is is awful, garbage. I also like the tourists that rent the Mustang and think no one knows that it's a rental, despite the <laughs> yeah. huge scan codes in the back windows that yeah. everyone knows. Is for and rental they think cars. Mustang is like this is the coolest. And they're just like, car. "What's up?" I feel like I've the, lived here for five years. Who no, yeah, buys yeah. a Mustang? Yeah, <laughs> I mean Nobody. it's not a good. It's not. You get a deal on them. No, they are cheap. I think that's. I think they're either rentals or someone's like, dude. This Mustang costs as much as the souped-up Civic. You're like, yeah, For ask yourself why. Like, they didn't price it on mistake. And have you ever ridden on a, in a Mustang? The it garbage. is like, they don't have shocks. No. It's just a piece of metal on four wheels. It's a brick. They're yeah. not aerodynamic. <laughs> They're fast again, though. The new ones are pretty good. But for, there was a 15-year run where they were, like, embarrassing. Yeah, it was to like a Taurus. It was like a yeah, two-door yeah. Taurus. That was like a mid, like a, a legit Locker Senna midlife crisis. I'm 50 car. Yeah. Like I'm getting a Mustang, but yeah. like, and you wanted to get it new, but it was like, ah, oh, it's 1992, bro. The midlife crisis one was, was when people would get Cobra, the Mustang Cobra. Oh yeah, because yeah. it would Cobra. have the thing on it. And you're like, I'm a fucking racer. But if you got a Mustang LX, you're like, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get an Escort. It's yeah. the same. Like That's a, a mo- like a Mustang LX is just like a, a mom that the kids moved out. I'm yeah. going to get a fun car. Or she got divorced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a divorce car. That's yeah. a divorce yeah. car, both sexes. Yeah. Just everyone, different color. Everyone that drives a Mustang LX smokes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They you definitely smoke. Menthols, probably. Yeah, you can't. You, there, no one gets into a Mustang without smelling cigarettes. Uh-uh. And they usually have the windows up. They're those people. And as soon as they turn on the, the stereo, it's black velvet in that little boy's smile. You're like, oh, really? Walking in Memphis. <laughs> yeah. Big train fans. Oh, <laughs> uh, we all bought the first record. Yeah, we did. The first train record? Yeah. Which one was that? That was the one with uh, Mead, Virginia. And, oh, uh, yeah. The, there was a... They had a more up tempo song. I've made peace epic. with the Dave Matthews band records I bought. I've made yeah, peace. Yeah, we with all them. got we all did the under the table and dreaming. They I were good I'm, musicians and you were like, These guys can play. And then you went to the concert and you're like, I hate everyone here. Yeah, the, right, the yeah. fans bummed you out. And that's really what happened. That's that was kind of the crux of Dave Matthews was yeah. like his fans. I kind of, I kind of feel like maybe I'll go. I could revisit the music in a, a number of years because I'm never going to go to a concert and be like, some of these songs are very good. Molly Schmidt said she that the she's bro, the biggest Dave Matthews fan, and she she said the bro level's kind of gone down. Okay, that's bit. pretty good. Yeah, because well, you know, that, he that he became big, like is that was like a co- him and Hootie were just like a college dude thing. Yeah. Like they Abercrombie and Fitch just underwrote that success. Like that was just the move. And then and the well and the thing was with Dave Matthews band, it was like it was actually genuinely good music. They're all very talented. They're, that drummer's that a fucking alien. With Tim Reynolds that he did. That is an amazing That's record. That's really, really good. 
Yeah. Yeah. The live at Luther College yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. it is. That there is something to like these people don't have a lot of control over their success. If like if you get shitty fans, people are like, eh. Like you kind of get defined by your fans in a weird way. And like he didn't I mean, he wasn't a bro. The guy's South African. Yeah. Like and he was about to change gears and do something completely different either yeah it's like well we're gonna kind of keep doing what we like to do yeah i mean like the group of people that started going to king's leon concerts because of sex on fire weren't i don't think they were what they originally were aiming for the day i realized i was done going to king's leon concerts was it was at the hollywood bowl like three or four years ago four mm-hmm. years ago like that. and it was the third fourth time i'd seen them live or something and i'm sitting there and i had a spot later but like late so i'm like oh i can easily watch this concert and and get to my show and I'm sitting there, and we're a song away from the end right before the encore. So I'm timing it out, and I'm like, I think I can stay. And then for the third time, I had heard this dude yell, Freebird. And I'm like, they've, they've become this show. Yeah. Because six years before that, there wasn't ever, they were so hip and like kind of yeah. not really that known. There would never be a guy there yelling something that corny. I'm like, now all the bros have arrived, and they're yelling things that they think are funny, like Freebird. And yeah. I left. Right then and there. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like the I think the girls come first, and then the dudes go because they they know the girls are there. What's well, when hot girls start showing up to a band? That's when you know they've gotten a little too successful because they're just trendy. Everything <laughs> they do, and they show up, and then they bring their fucking boyfriends. Yeah, and you then they no start fighting other dudes because they're looking at the fuck their girl, and yeah. then it becomes a fucking bro fest, and it's over. It's hard. I mean, and you and it's like you know the band knows it. Yeah, they see it and they're just like, yeah. <laughs> like I was, I was at that concert and I was standing next to my friend, and you know it's obvious they're gonna play "Sex on Fire" at the end or during mm. the encore. And I, I, I go, if they don't hurry up and play "Sex on Fire," sixty percent of this audience is gonna be extremely angry. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't play your big hits first. My buddies went and saw Spin Doctors play the twentieth anniversary of their big album. Yeah. Mm. And their big hits are numbers two and three, mm-hmm. and everyone just fucking left. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Not even halfway into the show. They're like, all right, that was two princes and pocket bullet kryptonite. We'll see you later. Dang. That's and hilarious. And the band had to play the rest see, of the like, See, the Kings don't play my favorite song live. Which is oh, yeah. your favorite? Tranny off their first record. Oh, uh, right. It's fucking, it's a masterpiece, and they don't play it. It's apparent, it's, it's a lot of effort. And a lot of the crowd didn't get that record. Uh-oh. So, like, it's a shit ton of effort, and they don't get the response. They're like, well, that's just not. Well, that'll come around, though. Hopefully. That song. Start, like, that happened with the Crows. Like, all these songs that only I knew for years. Yeah. All of a sudden, every fan, like, what happened to Darling of the Underground Press? And yeah. So, finally, they start playing. The first time I saw the Kings at the Palladium, the, you know, the, the people were there only had that first record. And when they played Tranny live, I'd seen it live and I knew it was a face melter. I wasn't, I don't drink, but I was yelling. I was like, when the song started, I started screaming at everyone. I was yelling at people around me and I was yelling, you motherfuckers don't know what's coming. Yeah. And then, and I remember at the end of the song, the whole crowd was just like, like you could see it in their face. They were like, God damn it. Yeah. It was just like, the, it, it, the, by the end of the song, it's just an explosion. And the whole crowd was like, holy fuck. Because this is, they were young. They were just fucking going for it super hard. And, you know, you could tell that everyone there was like, we just saw something tremendous. What's the best live show you've ever seen? Uh, I would say Jimmy Page and the Black Crows. 
That sounds oh, wow. pretty that fantastic. That sounds like the best live show. I wish I Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that happened. That? It was opening. They did a record. They they did a live at the Greek thing and then mm. sold the record. And the record did so well they did a tour. Wow. And I was at opening night in Chicago. And I remember looking at my buddy and him going, This is gonna be the best two hours of our lives. And <laughs> up until today, I mean, today included, it's he's correct. Like, <laughs> it was like they come out and they open with Wonton song, uh-huh. and it's fucking. There's Jimmy Page and the Black Crow, and they were tight and they fucking wow. rocked it. Jesus! And there was a whole like four seats to my right weren't full, and I was just dancing back and forth. I was rocking my face off. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it was, and it was pouring rain, but there was a cover over our seats, and so you'd look in the back and there's just people. Like with plastic over the ribs. It's like, ah! Wow. Dude, that's yeah. a fucking. And it was. How big was the venue, Sama? It was like the bull. It was like it was very, uh, it was real big or the Greek. I would say more apropos of the Greek. Like I wish there were more. I love a crossover. I love a super group. Yeah. Like that kind of shit is so. Like, give me the traveling Wilburys. Yeah, or even. Um, was that? I always wonder when the Traveling Wilburys decided to form if Tom Petty and Bob Dylan had to have a talk. Like, so who gets the voice? Yeah. <laughs> like, you're going to have to be the other Tom Petty because I'm only this one Bob Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who, uh, what was that super group? I can't remember. Not Traffic. Was Traffic? Well, who was in it? Traffic was Dave Mason and Steve Winwood and Eric Clapton. Wasn't um, oh blind faith? Oh, okay, yeah, that was the one. Uh, I I know Clapton. There's a bunch of people in it, Uh, but it like if you read the lineup, I can't read it off the top of my head. But it was you're just like wow. I feel like supergroups don't happen as much as they used to. Isn't there a new one with uh, some people half at the drive-in and half no the Mars 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 Volta and the Chili Peppers and Flea from the Chili Peppers. Okay, but the problem is the. To two Mars Volta guys and Flea were all on the first record, the first Mars Volta record. Oh. So it's not really a super group. It's just like the guys from the first record. I know and that the- Adams for Peace is awful. Is it? Oh, yeah. That's Tom York and oh, Flea. Flea is in that. And a couple other dudes that are from hipster bands that I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. Because I like some. It's Radiohead. Yeah. Right? Tom York. And I was like, yeah, I like some of that. And uh, I watched it. I was like, this is. You didn't like it. These are animals fucking. <laughs> I haven't heard it yet because I was afraid I wouldn't like when, it. When I mean, like, it's yeah. it's when when they let, when Tom York is doing like his thing and no one's telling him anything. It's straight electronic. Yeah, he yeah, likes like that to solo just, album. Yeah, he just that's his shit. It's like Julian Casablancas's solo stuff. It sounds like '80s synth rock, uh-huh. and that's just what he loves. So that's what you're gonna get. Yeah, like, and so if you're not into that, you're not gonna love it. Like, where even you know, I I love everything Tom York does. Even I'm like, okay, I like this less than the other stuff. Uh-huh. Just, he likes to like sit and make stuff on the computer, just get weird. You know, it's 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 more abstract. It's a little less. That's musical. the direction they're heading anyway. Yeah, I mean, it feels like the rest of the band's kind of afraid to say no to Tom. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, Ponytail looks cool, and we just need your super dope voice for when it's time to play Creep. Yeah, and please dance around more. Yeah. Because that's not awkward. (laughs) (laughs) That was the other thing. I think if if it wasn't visually so off-putting, I might have dug the music slightly more, but... Because Bass is an... Or Flea's an animal. 
Oh uh, yeah. yeah, Flea's an absolute animal. Yeah, I'll he's watch. a fucking animal in the base, man. And I'll give any, I'll give anything, you know. And I'm not the biggest Chili Peppers fan. Let's I don't be. think anyone is anymore. <laughs> yeah, it kind of got, they kind of got you tooey. If you take away the lyrics and the singing, you could kind of. Well, you know get who's down great is John Frusciante. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. Keeps quitting though. Yeah, he quit again. again. Quits all the time. He's quit like three or four times. And he's wow. the cool one, so when the cool one keeps quitting, you're like, uh. I think someone probably played Californication for him. And it was like, <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't do this. I didn't know it sounded like that. It didn't sound like that in my monitor. <laughs> <laughs> he did an album with Omar from the Mars Volta, uh-huh. the guitarist from that and like a million other things. They did an album together in 2003 that I just got yesterday. Yeah. And it's pretty... Fucking cool. Yeah. Is yeah. it just, I, I kind it's of just kind of outer space rock. It's that's all what I instrumental. Want. There's no I, lyrics. That's what I at this point it's lyrics really to me cool. I have found annoying. Especially if you're I'm older, so a new band to lyrics, I'm just like, go talk to a different girl. I don't know why you're so sad. <laughs> <laughs> but like so I, I kind of I'm in the market for just like some fucking long songs jamming like psychedelic See, I ripping. Want, I just want both. I want a band to be able to write cool, good lyrics, but I also want a track where it's like well, now we're just gonna jam for seven and a half minutes. It make I want in the uh, middle of the record. Let me think of like your past. Just make I, like we're about the music. So this song's nine minutes long, bro. And I'm like, fuck yeah, bro. Like it. that uh, white denim album. Yeah. Have you heard that? Yeah, I played no, it for him in the car. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. And I dug it. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, good. And they're not afraid to just rock out for a while. Yeah. It's more, it's not as rocky, but, and I know I'm biased, but the, especially the first CRB record, you guys should check the Chris Robinson Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's all that. Good lyrics, a lot of eight-minute songs, an 11-minute okay. song. Yeah. Very, like, I played it for Josh Blue, and he was like, I feel like I'm tripping. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I like that. So it's called Big Moon Ritual, and it's and then if you like that, get the other stuff. But um, yeah, if, if that's what you're looking for, and also I've been listening to a lot of Thelonious Monk and John Coltrane records. Okay. Like, and it's. Do you I, tell me? Did you get one with them together? Yeah. Something? Yeah. And it, I was listening to it a, during breakfast today, and it's just. I mean, it's jazz, but it's yeah. it's very expressive, and you know, Thelonious is very sarcastic. How musical is it to listen to? Is it like super freeform to where you're like, all right, this is getting a little hard to hear? No, 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 no. It's very it's it's stand up bass, uh, a saxophone, and a, and a grand piano. And okay, it's not it's not like Mingus where it's like it's, I'm kind of getting scared. Yeah, like what's the album just... they did together? What was that called? Uh, they've done a couple, but the one I have just is called. Uh, Thelonious Monk and John Coltrane. Okay. And it's on the Jazzland label. And then, um, and then Miles, no, what it's, is it Miles and Monk, which is Miles Davis and Thelonious Monk live at Newport is, okay. is a great record. Yeah. And so if you're looking for jammy stuff, where do you get all your music now? Do you still do iTunes? Do you illegally download? Do you use Spotify and audio and all I that? I buy almost all my stuff on vinyl. Because okay, especially cool. with the new ones, if you buy the vinyl, the digital download card comes with it. Yeah, yeah. But there's some stuff, like, I'm kind of getting really into jazz, and so, like, there's some Gary Burton stuff I can't find on vinyl, so I'll download that stuff. Right. But, uh, no, I, I There's almost, no shortage of old jazz on vinyl, too. No. And, you know, the great thing, especially living in Hollywood, there's record stores actually opening instead of closing. I know. When I started, like 
I, I just got a turntable like um, a little over a month ago. But like every time I'd go on the road or anywhere, I'd go into record stores and like buy the stuff I wanted in because like eventually I'm going to get one. So I would like start amassing I, records. And how stuff. did you like, were you worried about getting on? I was thinking about buying records. To, I was walking by a record store in Portland and I was like, it must, but you get like, you worry about putting in your bag. I ship like, them to myself. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Cause you can ship like six or seven for like maybe 20 bucks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll just carry, I'll literally just That's check carry my on. bag and then just carry the records on. Like yeah. walking to my friends. If it's house. something really special and important, I, I don't think I'd trust shipping it to myself. I yeah. would carry it. On like, the way home from Portland, the lady next to me was farting with such regularity she would have ruined my records right <laughs> she would have warped them she would have they would have been they would have been compromised the sound would have been different my favorite was i got on a plane i always get the window seat because i have to lean up against the fuselage to go to sleep and uh the guy in the aisle seat was i've i've, I've been there a million times like slumped on the reeked of liquor and obviously <laughs> drank till close and then woke up for this flight yeah and he gets out there and i look over and he puts the the fucking tray table. tray table down and just conks yeah. out. Oh, yeah. Until the stewardess tells him to fucking, I was like, well, I'm going to be asleep too. And that dude, about once every hour, would have the worst hangover fart. Oh, no. Like, the first one, I was like, oh, 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 God. Oh, God. Oh, and then geez. I looked over at him, and he just had, like, a little grin on his face <laughs> as he's passed out. I was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> Good Lord. And he did it, like, two or three more times. Planes are the worst. <laughs> I was I was in the airport and I realized whenever I'm in an airport getting on a plane, I decide mentally that everyone else in the plane is a piece of shit, <laughs> garbage, like basically a notch above homeless, even though we're on the same plane going the exact same place. I'm just like, you guys are animals. I'm the only civilized being on this entire plane. And I just, it, it, on the experience, I just do not enjoy. Have you, do you follow Sebastian on Instagram or Twitter? No. Or anything? No one captures people being pieces of garbage better than he does. <laughs> he, he'll just, because he tra- he's on the road a lot too, so it's like, anytime he's at an airport or at like, usually it's places like Starbucks or something where people are like sitting around, he always manages to find someone sleeping in the worst position yeah. ever, laid out, or shoes off with their feet up on the thing, and he'll always take pictures or videos uh, with the hashtag uh, aren't, you, aren't embarrassed you embarrassed or something like that. He sends, he, he sends- finds people sleep this is a guy in an aisle seat like like sprawled out like he got shot in the head so his <laughs> entire body's just spread out leg out in the aisle looks like he's dead <laughs> like he manages to get people like that all the time it makes it just makes me he laugh. sends and whitney send each other videos and they're just it's just him going aren't you yeah embarrassed i <laughs> the, the only reason eliza slessing or flies united airlines just for her twitter feed <laughs> is that all she does is it's all like every flight she's like fuck you united blah, blah how blah. have they not at this point come to her and been like hey yeah <laughs> you have a lot of followers you're talking a lot of shit what can we do here oh they always answer they're always like whatever whatever and eliza's not even hearing it she's like fuck you yeah <laughs> like right to their faces and i'm just like I don't fly United because they are terrible. Uh-huh. Yeah, I will pay up to one hundred and fifty dollars more to not fly that airline. Who's your? What's your airline? Delta or United or uh, American? Okay. And uh, I'm a Qantas guy. That's, that's not true. Wow. That's, <laughs> you don't go many places. <laughs> you go to San Francisco yeah. and Sydney, Alaska yeah. Airlines, <laughs> Pacific Northwest. Uh, yeah. So 
But yeah, like I I know United's terrible, so I don't fly them, and she flies them every week. Like fuck you guys. We're putting my dog away. Yeah, like every Have single... Have you told her, like, just go fly another airline? I've told her a million times. What did she say to that? Say, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I'll change them. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, think, I think she's, like, part of... The, you know, she's got so much invested now. Like, she's in their club. Oh, all the miles. And, the, and yeah, then yeah. I think she paid the $400 to be in the whatever... Admiral's thing. Admiral, yeah. Which is not that great. No, Sarah Tiana was like, oh, that thing pays for itself. And I'm like, it, no. It what, in muffins? <laughs> yeah. yeah in like internet a service? Slightly better chair to sit in. Cucumber for water? <laughs> this isn't shit that's pricey. No, it's, and really do the math. It's like, how much are you spending on waters at the airport? It's not that much. <sighs> Fucking Aquafina. Plus, I show up, I get there 90 minutes before, I grab a water, I grab a something to eat. I check my email. It's time to board the flight. Yeah, exactly. Like, how yeah. early are you fucking That's getting? That's that thing, that, that old thing of, like, three hours before. Like, no, no, no. Every time I get, no like, a, the car's going to pick you up, I'm like, no. If you're not flying out of LAX or O'Hare, some major Even airport, LAX, like, dude, hour and a half before. Yeah. You're if fine. That, the Isn't worst that? one is, the only one you have to show up, like, two hours before is Orlando. Really? It's nothing but tram. Disney tourists. Although yeah. that Ve- Vegas on a Sunday is fucked. The Vegas airport that. on a Sunday is. I've been there, and it's just like you're like, oh, this is this is not working at all. Flies to Vegas. I flew there last week to see Tool, or a few weeks ago. I guess if you're the going, we there get to it. <laughs> but if you're, if I was going there to like, like to do my gigs, I always drive. Oh yeah, I'd rather drive. If if it's anywhere that's drivable, yeah. I would rather drive because I yeah, want yeah. a car to be able to get around and do shit. Except Frisco, just because parking is ridiculous. Yeah. 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 Because, yeah, you don't really need a car in San Francisco. Huh, you can, Unless you're planning on going over to Berkeley or Oakland. Or but even then, you can show. BART over there. Yeah, that's true. Like, my buddy, all, he's like, here's the train, and I'll pick, he yeah. lives in Berkeley. He's like, I'll just pick you up with the train. I like walking that area. That area, like, maybe like, the kind of mile or so around Cobbs and the Punchline is, like, that's all, most of the stuff I want to see in that area, too. Like, Especially at Cobbs, because you're on yeah. Fisherman's Wharf. The fucking museum's right there, like, uh, Yerba Buena. Like, it's everything's kind of close. Plus the whole city is, like, there's no cab ride that's longer than like that won't cost you any more than eight bucks to get pretty much anywhere yeah if you really don't want to take a train or anything like that you're on the road all the time now yeah yeah how many weeks a year <laughs> i've been doing 35 for a while now i mean i've been on the road since 04 consistently I mean, like that yeah because i was a feature act mm-hmm. and then once i got last comic you know because when you're a feature act that can headline with no tv credits you get the all you know. You work Fourth of July weekend. Yeah, you get to headline. Otherwise, you end up opening for like Tommy Davidson and stuff, and do like mm-hmm. the Wednesday Sunday headline. And then once I got last comic, I got headline status. So now I can, you know, you're still barely making it. And uh, but yeah, and that's the thing is like I have to be on the road for thirty five weeks a year just to keep my head above water. Yeah. So it's. Um, how do you feel about that show coming back now? I'm sure people ask you just. I'm you, always and and it sounds like they're really like, there's actual comics running it. Wanda Sykes is is the mm-hmm. big person behind it, and yeah. then it's Jeff Stilson's doing it, and it's all focused on stand up comedy. And I felt like that's what was great about our season was they ten, they did that. Like we didn't have any really crazy uh, challenges. Yeah, they I heard all, about those. They were all in the. Like, we did a heckle challenge, a radio challenge, and I can't remember what the other... I think that we did a roast. 
but all those challenges like radio you'd have to do morning radio yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to do uh people are going to heckle you so i felt like those were all within the discipline and then it got weird you know our season did all right mm-hmm. and it was the comeback season well then the fifth and sixth season they try to make it an american idol thing and then that's when shit got crazy. Like people were in a boxing ring. <laughs> there was a, a, a that really finale. Happened. They were in a boxing ring, what like telling fuck? jokes to each other. The finale season. The finale of one of the seasons was like a commercial for just every other NBC show. It was like two hours long, and like they would, and it took forever. And every other thing was a promotion for that Howie Mandel game show. Yeah, I remember watching, it being like, "What the hell's going on here?" Well, and then the last. Right, it was a season. That, it was a season they shortened. Yeah. yeah, well, they were doing two-hour episodes at one point. Yeah. Like, I think Eliza's season, they were doing two-hour episodes. Yeah, it was her finale, and, like, at one point, she came out in, like, a weird outfit. Like, they, it was all these weird gimmicky tie-ins to other NBC properties. And that's probably how they sold it. Mm-hmm. Or they just re- or the, maybe the ratings weren't so good, and they were like, we have to repurpose this and get some money out of it. Probably. So we're going to use it to promote our other shit, because it's not whatever it is. For whatever reason, it just wasn't working or whatever. Who won the last one? For, uh, the last one was Felipe. Felipe. So that was so that was like a couple years ago. They haven't maybe done it. more. They haven't done it in because it was what? Felipe was a little while ago. Yeah, Felipe yeah. might be like four years ago. And Eliza was before him. Yeah, Eliza was before yeah. him. So they haven't had it in a while. No, they 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 canceled it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 It, it because they ruined it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like they, Felipe. Felipe is fucking hilarious. Oh, he's and so like, funny. Yeah. In spite of that, <laughs> like he's like, the one you're like, no, no, no. Like when you like you and Felipe, you're like, no, they were all this come, but they're fucking hilarious. Like it's that. Yeah. And Jonagan. Yeah. Same. Jonagan's funny. Lo- Jonagan lost to Felipe. Yeah. And yeah. Jonagan's hysterical. And the only reason Jonagan, listen, what a lot of people don't understand is when it comes to the winner of last comic, it's not about being funny. It's about. The comic that people fall in love with. That's how you explain Dat Fan. Right. Uh, to some extent, Josh. Like, I think Josh Blue is one of the funniest people on the planet. Uh-huh. Uh, whether or not you agree with that, whatever. But Well, I've, just, I've never the, seen him I, do you know, comedy, so I can't you know, even speak to a that. A lot of people would contend that it was a, it was a pity vote. Right. It's not really... I don't think people pitied him as much as they were inspired by him. Yeah. And, you know, and Josh, is, Josh doesn't get it. Like, he doesn't get why people are inspired by him. Mm -hmm. Because it's just his arm. Yeah. And his speech. Like, his brain is completely functional. Right. And so he's like, I'm doing this because I'm funny. It's not... He's like, I'm... You know, his aspect is, I'm glad I'm inspiring you, I guess, but that wasn't what I'm trying to do here. I'm just trying to tell jokes. Yeah. And he just wants to be a regular guy. Yeah. Uh, So, like, I I wouldn't write that off as that. But that's how you explain... That's why Felipe beat Tommy. Is because he, Tommy has just kind of got that elitist, like he's that guy in the corner that's judging everybody. Well, f- right. uh, Tommy falls in line with a, a kind of comic. You've he's he's like the next step. As, he's a Seinfeld type. He's one of the most efficient joke writers I've ever seen. Yeah, it's fucking stunning. Like the guy's jokes are perfectly written. But Felipe, you like Felipe second number one. You're like, I want to hang out with this dude. Yeah, you can't even smell like weed, but it'll be fun. Yeah, there's a story there, you know. Yeah, and it, and it is. The... It's like I want to hang out with that guy. And at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. With with it's a that lot president of shit, like who do you want to have a beer yeah. with? Well, it's because it's like there's the reality show element. So yeah. like they create that backstory, and like Felipe went through all that, and then you're like, yeah, you can't help but have develop an emotional attachment. And then want to root for the guy. It's like having you're watching your friend be on it. 
And 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 Eliza's very funny now. I don't think she was incredibly funny when she won. She was the show. so new, and everyone was. Everyone they went for like they said we're going for people that have been doing comedy for three years. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Lewis Ramey was like how it went, and that's why Lewis lost that season was because no one wanted to challenge him because they knew <laughs> he'd bury them. Yeah, he had four times the experience, and everyone went after Eliza. Yeah, they really uh, did. They went after her, and she knocked them all down. Yeah. And so that's how she won. One of I remember watching one of her episodes, and she was she did brand new jokes in a challenge, and I was like, because she was out of jokes. Yeah, and it was interesting. They all went after her, and I really think it like it had it was like a defining factor in the Eliza we kind of know now, where it's like she kind of cut her teeth with people being like, "I'm gonna fucking beat you," and she was like, "No, fuck you." Yeah, and her fans are insane. Yeah, uh, I was in a completely <laughs> meaningless. <laughs> tournament of comics that I we didn't even know existed until Andy Sanford tagged me in a post like we're in the final four I love Chris Porter but we need to beat him and so I started like saying stuff on Twitter and Facebook and like every vote up until that throughout the 64 comics was like 8 to 2 9 right. to 1 and then me and Andy Sanford's was like 86 to 72 and then Eliza and I went at each other, and I beat her 2,200 votes to 1,600 votes. And I was telling Kevin, it was six people voting. <laughs> it was six people. Because there were like three people that were, ju- were just lighting me up on Twitter. Like, you're going down. You're not funny. Fuck you. And then there were three people on my Facebook like, fuck that slut. She's not got her cover. Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, both me and Eliza are like, settle down. It's meaningless. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But Eliza's competitive side definitely can't i was drunk in a bar in ohio (laughs) and i was up by like 200 votes it was like 400 to 160 and she's like i'm coming back i was like and i'm on twitter going i'm not even going to say anything anymore yeah because that's how confident that's what there's that's what i kind of my the thing i love about eliza is the amount of fight in that lady oh she is just and you're just like god damn like you were no one is going to push you around yeah it's there's something i whenever i see it i'm like man you, I, I, it's, I really, I love it about her. Yeah. She just like wants to get in there. Like she'll argue, we'll argue about politics or some shit. And then she told my ex, she's like, Kevin, Kevin knows what he's talking about. Like all mad like, or whatever. And I just, I like that. She's willing like, you want to have a discussion? And you're like, whoa, yeah, sure. Let's have one. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, and that, and I still think that comes out like, yeah. Oh, and so she, and within an hour she's tied. And so then I kind of said something on Facebook, and it was it was three people just going at each other, and the, and it just got. I feel like your guys' diehard fans are very specific people that are and, very and different. They're all very sad, <laughs> all, you know. And I love my fans to death, but you know, it's a meaning. You know, I'm sure they thought it was some huge deal, but yeah. I, I was completely unaware and i got nothing from it they didn't even send me an email saying congrats <laughs> what was the name of the tournament it was like the uh, march comedy bracket it was Is this just this laugh fest playoff. thing no it was for no, some no, no. ada music i thing. keep getting tagged in something called laugh fest that i don't understand and have nothing to do with and it's haven't like, signed up for it's a comedy promotional something kind of website you create profile we're a cross-platform hub leave me alone yeah this guy was just lighting me up and i'm just like man i don't 
They've been well, doing someone like, put me in a contest. Shows. They were like, uh, "Come, uh, if you want, vote on uh, Kevin Christie's like all these clips. Vote on your favorite clip." I'm like, "A, where'd you get this clip? What is the clip? What is your website? Why am I on it? Is it a contest? Do I win money? How did yeah. we get? Did I sign something? I don't remember. What the fuck happened?" Yeah, <laughs> and that's what the bummer about the internet. It's like anyone can put if they can just put a link to shit. That's yeah. Like, Hey, which one? Which one of you think is the best comic on whitespremises.com? Yeah, exactly. Except for Kevin Christie, and you're like, what? Felt yeah. like the reason I get you'd win that in the landslide. Oh, I white would kill it. Oh, they love. Yeah. I kill it. I got a real Dude, Aryan I don't vibe. No, you got you got a bit of a German vibe going on. My last bit. name though kills it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yusef is very Middle Eastern, and his middle name's Hussein. So <laughs> it's really, yeah. and my real first name is Barack. <laughs> Um, <laughs> my last name has the word Christ in it. Those people get <laughs> excited. Yeah, they'll yeah. declare you their new leader. Time to vote for our brother, Kevin Christy. <laughs> there was guy. a podcast that I like found out I didn't know existed on Twitter because I got tagged in it, and they go, "Hey, the newest episode of like, uh, let's say it's hilarious comics or whatever, featuring at Nick Youssef." And I'm like, I don't remember doing this, and I click on the link. And what they did was they just took a set that they found online and they pulled the audio and made that their episode of their fucking podcast. And then I go look at their uh, site and they have like 200 episodes of their podcast of just clips of comics that they pulled without any notice and they're not paying anybody. That's, All they do I is mean, tag you. The internet is where royalties go to die. It is crazy because you how posted they get away it in basically that. a public place. It is royalty free. Yeah, and that's why. And that's why musicians. That's why everybody's touring. Yeah, yeah. You, there's no money in records anymore. It's yeah. bullshit, man. I mean, I never had thought of it. Whitney pointed this out to me where she was like, oh, yeah, a DJ gets paid, the, a huge DJ, like a guy in Vegas, one of these guys, Tiesto or something. Yeah. They get paid 250 grand to, pay, to play, what, 40 songs? They don't pay any of the people that made those songs a fucking penny. Uh-uh. Not a penny. Well, it's and because that's it's bullshit. Live broadcast. It's, yeah. It's. I, I mean, yeah. I guess if you're a. Co- I mean, a co- if a cover band was selling a hundred thousand, you know, selling out arenas. I mean, those Kiss cover bands are huge. Yeah, and you've got the, like the the fucking Led Zeppelin and and uh, Red Zeppelin. the hot chick. Yeah. The AC, thing with DC. DJs is that not all of them are just playing other people's music, and they like alter it. It just seems unfair. Well, a lot man. of them now make their own. Yeah, so they're they there like. People come out to see them because they have a style of music. They're not like Girl Talk is an example of a guy who just samples and does those mashups, but he does it so fucking well. Um, but people had to complain about him because they're like, well, all his great songs are like nine or ten yeah. songs by other people that he's kind of condensed and you yeah. know, sampled. But and you stuff. can argue that now that's an advertisement for those songs that they, they made. Yeah. You know, those kids are going to hear those songs and. Then they might go, you know, there's a chance, even if two or three of them go out and get those records, then, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of done well. As long as you can keep Stevie Wonder and Prince alive in the younger people's minds. Yeah. You know, it's when I asked, uh, we were talking to a girl last night that was like 26, like what she thought of Michael Jackson. And she's like, mm. and I'm like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Like the fact that you are like, he's not the. Like, if you're not like he's one of the greatest of all time, yeah. then you need to be kicked in the face. You know why? Because the way she watched it was 
on on a clip on YouTube while two other tabs were open and she's doing other shit. Yeah. It's in the. I'm bored with this, and then clicks it off. I'll get back to it later. Or she's probably she heard, heard four the way fucking you make songs. Me feel and she's like, oh no, that's a, that's a song by Kesha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like no, that's not how that. Yeah. Works. <laughs> no, someone this this girl I know was like, she's like, oh, I love uh, uh, Ray LaMontagne. I was like, oh, she's like, she's like, oh, one of my favorite songs is uh, he wrote a song called Jolene. And I was like, no, <coughs> he probably, that's, I mean, unless he just re- wrote another song called Jolene, like yeah. that's a cover. Yeah. No, it's actually, it is his, it, there, yeah, it's not the Dolly Parton tune. It's, uh, it's his own song. But okay. Yeah. Weird name to pick. Yeah, but Dylan used to do that. He would take song, song titles of other people's songs and just write a song about it. Really? Especially when it's a name. There's so yeah, many yeah. girls with like, well, I also dated a girl named Barbara, so fuck you. I'm writing a Barbara song. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? there's, a, there's a million Sarah songs. Oh, yeah. Rosanna. Those, those cunts. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many Allisons there are. Uh, there's, there's, there's Elvis, Elvis Costello. At least his. That's the biggest one, I think. It's a lot of syllables. I think a lot of people don't want to fuck with it. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Brandy, I think there's a couple. Of I those. dated an Allison, and I thought like, oh, that's cool, but this would be this could be our song. But that song's a bummer. The Allison in that yeah, song is not a, doing great. No, yeah. she's fucking a lot of dudes. Yeah, Love she's had song, it rough. Yeah. She's in a she's in a dead marriage, or she's yeah. le- they left her. Yeah, world the world got to that Allison. Oh, what's funny is I dated a girl named Brandy, and she was actually named after the Looking Glass song, mm-hmm. and she still is a bartender looking for a man. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, they kind of nailed it right yeah. on the head there. Got it. She made that her story. She's like, I don't have a story. I'll just yeah. hook onto yeah. the set. She doesn't song. live near the ocean. That's the only yeah. thing. She I dated a Celia, and she kind of, she liked the Cecilia song. That was close enough. Who sings that? Cecilia? I don't know. Uh, that Julia chick at the uh, comedy store. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, hey, hey, Julia. You know that Robert Palmer song? She was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> if you could Google your name, if there was a Kevin, if there was a solid Kevin tune, I'd be about it. Absolutely. I know every Christopher Cross song. Mm-hmm. And that's just you, know, you felt like you title. had to on that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's any Nick songs. No, women don't write. Put I don't think female songwriters put names. What's the Janis Joplin, Bobby McGee? Oh yeah. There's. I thought there was a song called Nick the Saint, or is that a group? I have no idea. But yeah, when you think about it, not a lot of female. Artists have songs called like John. Yeah, like I think I think you, I'd gig, I'd kind of snicker at a song that was like, and then Kevin. I mean, come on, right, right. you let a guy Kevin, a name Kevin, crush you? Like, what's wrong? Like, come on. Uh, the uh, call time round, the Erica Badu song. Oh, uh, okay, this one. I'm trying to think of like old PJ. Female Harvey names song. are female names are prettier to sound like. Like, no one wants it. Bob. Well, women are. I've always been artistic. Muses. Yeah, they're muses. Yeah. yeah. No one's a male muse. No. Maybe for a gay dude. Like men, men have always been like any art about men has been like for tools, like the that drawing of David or whatever. Yeah. That thing where war. It's war based. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, a lot of times, all that most there's most famous male artists who did stuff of dudes. It's the gay rumor is pretty well intact. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Michelangelo well, take a long time. Those paintings took a really, really long time. And you're just looking at each other. Just you and it. Well, the Michelangelo's Sistine Chapel, it's all male models and the women, you just put boobs on them. Oh, really? Look at them. They're, mu- they're, they're fucking jacked. <laughs> the women are <laughs> jacked. Like, literally, it looks like they have breast implants, a lot of them, because they're just a guy that he put breasts on. Because you couldn't, in that time period, it, you couldn't get female models. Like, you couldn't get a, a woman in the 1600s to stand around naked unless she was a prostitute. So it was considered... And if he had painted accurate naked women, it would have been considered like a scandal or pornography. 
Oh, okay. So you basically just they took wouldn't have just been like, this guy's really good. Well, that no. was the same. That was during the same time of like Shakespearean like boys playing women and stuff, right? Uh, yeah, yeah maybe before. Period. Yeah, I think I don't know when. Well, I doubt they regressed. No, yeah. Well, Shakespeare was like fifteen, sixteen hundreds. I don't know. I really don't remember. Every listener is like, you guys, this yeah. podcast just got titled Three Dummies. <laughs> <laughs> when was Shakespeare? Yeah. I think it was the 17th century. Okay. I'm going to go with 1600s. But yeah, 16, 16 chapels, a bunch of dudes with, with boobs drawn on them. Oh, well, another reason never to go. Oh, I want to go real bad. I do. Yeah, Italy's like one that. of the places I want to go. I mean, that thing is like... His... Yeah. Uh, that, like, I would like to see... I don't have a real travel bug, but like Michelangelo's, the Renaissance stuff, I would like the David. That thing is like aliens made that shit. And the one that that's called the Pieta, it's, it's Jesus holding, or it's Mary holding uh, dead Jesus. That thing is the most impressive thing I've ever seen in my life, and I've just seen pictures. Like I've heard it, a friend of mine seen. He goes, "You stand in front of it and you think it's breathing." Like really? the thing is so re- it's it's what's it called? It's called the Pieta. It's it's Mary holding Jesus after he's after he's been crucified. Yeah. And it's on a level it's I don't know. I can there's not a lot of art I can't look at and kind of figure out how they did it. I look at that thing I'm like, "All right, bro. You win." <laughs> Same thing with David. I'm like, "I don't know where you, where do you start? You had a block of It's a sculpture as yeah, well. Yeah, it's a marble sculpture. Wow. It is a I mean to say it's stunning is like hack. It's like it's I think it's the world's greatest work of art period ever. 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 The David is great mostly because of its size. It's a big uh-huh. ass huge sculpture but the Pieta is shocking. It's I just don't even it blows me away. Where I look is it at, at It's in Italy somewhere in okay. some old ass church. They had to put glass around it because someone attacked it with a hammer and broke off a pinky or something. No fucking way. Who would attack something like that? There's a kind of like religious zealot they call him iconoclast, and they think that like religious iconography is wrong. That anything like fancy is glorifying the wrong kind of the wrong stance of Christianity. (laughs) They're not wrong. Jesus was poor as hell, so a giant, you know. You know, it's, it's in the Bible, it's like it's easier for a, a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than a rich man to the gates of heaven. But yet you go to the Vatican, and you're like, oh, so these 60-foot-wide pillars are made of solid gold. Like, <laughs> this seems like the wrong... But we're trying to feed the poor? Like, that doesn't... All right. So they, they hate that shit, so a lot of times they will attack religious iconography. They'll stab a painting, hit a sculpture, and some dude just, like, went at the P.A. top with a hammer. And I think he broke... It's a toe or something. He hit, like, Jesus' foot. This but it's it's dude, this thing is it's it's just mind blowing when you look at it. But yeah, those things took years. I knew my I knew Italy was beautiful when my uncle went, and he is a he is just a jock. He's just like yeah, music doesn't affect him. Like he loves Will Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he just wants to dance. Like if you play Zeppelin for him, he's just like I don't get it. Yeah, the Beatles make no impression on him. But he went to Santorini, and he was like. I could just sit there all day and just stare at the ocean. Everyone I, like, I know. Wow, that must be amazing. Yeah, a beautiful place. Everyone I know who travels says Italy's the best. They yeah. say the people are the nicest and the food you eat, basically Italian food all day long and lose weight. I hear yeah, Spain there's no is unbelievable. There's no preservatives. He's like, oh, yeah, you eat like a pig and then you get home and you lost 10 pounds. Yeah. And it's the and they're the nicest. They said the Italians are the nicest. They just like they know you don't know where you're going. They know you don't know, and they're just like, come over here, let me help you. Like oh, they're just awesome. soup. Mike Black told a story about it, it, he was 
Now, someone was in. He's heard someone tell the story that they were, maybe it was the Sistine Chapel. And they were taking pictures, and you're not allowed to because the flash and the flash will slowly deaden the paint. And and the lady just kept going, "Oh no, photo!" Like not yeah. whereas like here. I They're take like, out hey, a idiot. What are they, you doing? Dude, when we were at Lockma, people would be texting, and some dickhead security, no photos. Like I didn't take one shit face. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I didn't use the flash. And you're going to lose that battle eventually. You're going to lose the cell phone battle. Museums of pictures. As long yeah. as there's no flash, like leave us alone. We're just taking pictures. Yeah. We'll buy the book anyways, because it's not like the phone takes a, a beautiful photo you can print from. Yeah. Uh, leave like us alone. Like you have it framed, and how took that with my. Yeah, phone. Print it out. Samsung S standing in front of it, but it's yeah, so cool. It's got a, it's got a Dude, museum filter. security guards are the worst. It's just security guards are. They have low-paying, shitty jobs. They yeah. have to deal with assholes who don't know better. They're, and their job is so actually just a cheaper version of someone else's job. Yeah. yeah. Like they're not. It's cops, a but uh, they yeah, have, a low rent, no respect version. Yeah. Of, like, their oh, look job at the is fake to hold cop. You for it's so cute with this flashlight. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. And I was one. Where? Were you really? A I was security a mall guard? security guard. No way. That's awesome. We were at the and but we were at the rich. The only reason I took the gig, all my friends worked there because mm-hmm. they all wanted to be cops. I was the black sheep because through high school I was a jock, and then in college found drugs and music. And was like, <laughs> this is way better. Yeah, drugs and, came first, music came second. <laughs> well, I was always big music. Like my music tastes were all were always outcasted me. Like. I was the kid in sixth grade listening to Otis Redding records. Right. And people going, Who, who's Otis Redding? What was that 80s movie where that guy, uh, not Soul Man, not the racist one, but uh, he, uh, the one where the girl pretends to be a dude or something? No. There's a, there's, doesn't matter. There's an 80s movie where a guy, Can't he's basically buy, a nerd because all he loves is James Brown. Can't Buy Me Love? No. It's something else. I oh. won't think of it. Uh, he may the, turn into a wolf. I don't know. the Last Dance? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Big Julia Styles guy. <laughs> so yeah, like, and I was like into the Crows before they went huge, and yeah, and yeah, I've always just been like into weird, funky music, and uh, I forgot where I was going with this. All your friends got mall security jobs. Oh yeah, so yeah, so I was like, but fuck it. The the rich mall had they drove BMW X5s mm-hmm. for the mall security guard. <laughs> All right. And I was like, I'll go sit in one. Of, I don't want to be inside. I'll go sit in one of those, drive around, and then I'll write jokes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Listen to music. And listen to music. Yeah. Because they had amazing sound systems. Yeah. <laughs> so I would show up to work with my giant book of CDs, my notebook, and I would go sit in a corner of a parking lot and write until I couldn't write, until I'd hit a bump, and then I'd go drive around, and then I'd go sit back. And I'd have to spend an hour a day in the mall. And I took the first hour. And I would go. So it was eat. just old people mall walkers. Yeah, and I'd go eat breakfast. Yeah, I'd go walk around and make sure all the stores were open, write the ones up that weren't, and then I'd go out in the car and sit for six hours. You have to be open. That's a, a great hour. job. Yeah. Okay. And then we'd write up a bullshit ticket that they would they would just be like, "Sorry, we weren't open," and then they wouldn't enforce. It. What kind of stores were we working with? All of them. Abercrombie and Fitch was the worst one because it was nothing but hot chicks that would show up like at ten thirty or whatever. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, just like all, I remember. Which mall was this? It was Oak Park Mall in Kansas City. Okay. And I just remember the worst was like I'd do a show at Stanford's and come go to work the next morning, and some kid would walk by and go, "What happened? <laughs> like, what are you talking about?" He's like, "I was at your show last night." I'm like, yeah, it's like we're, it's not the '80s. We're not making yeah. thousands of dollars. I got forty dollars. Like, yeah. yeah, I got <laughs> I got to make a living. Yeah. I was here yesterday before the show. <laughs> and uh, 
so yeah, I took the gig for that, but I was always the guy that was like, you know, I I was the cool one just because I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't. The other guys would all go stop kids for underage smoking, and then you'd have to, you know, then the cops would show up and be like, I really have to deal with this. Yeah, yeah. you're really making. It's bad enough I have to come here and deal with the shoplifters. Like that's a huge crime. Yeah. But then we were in such a suburban area. Like some of the cops were so bored. We had a guy that would drive up and down, just walk up and down the parking lot and look inside for pot paraphernalia. Oh, Jesus. And then he would just wait for the people to come out. Oh, come like on. Like an actual cop? Yeah, an actual cop would do that. And Wow, and what like a, an asshole. Yeah, and you, kids would get like two years diversion because they had papers in their car. And then he'd, he'd, what? he'd wait for him and then find a roach and then get him for that. That is, that's like yeah. a lonely Dude, that's, person. That is Kansas cops. Suburb, that is suburban cops. Yeah, they finest. just have nothing. I remember once I got... Uh, stop for smoking a cigarette and three squad cars had to be there. That's some classic locker shit. Because they're so fucking bored. There's nothing yeah. to do. So one pulls you over, another one's driving by, well, I better go see what's going on. Like I'm busting him for smoking. And then he like still hangs out and like... Yeah, three squad cars to right. Here's the area. I'm a like, stop I'm, sign I'm ticket. I'm a 15-year-old with half a pack of cigarettes on yeah, me. Yeah, four cops would show up to tell us to stop skateboarding in a place. You're like, this is yeah. bullshit. Cops would pull you... Like, cops would... If you drive home... At like two in the morning, cops in my in my old neighborhood will just follow you and yeah. wait for you yeah. to fuck up, swerve yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they just pull you over. I say you were a little antsy there. No, I wasn't. That's all your call, man. Yeah, and it's and I I would get so if I don't have weed on me, I'm the biggest dick to these cops. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I if because just because most of the time I do, and so I'm like yes sir, no sir. And yeah. So then when they finally pull out, I'm like no fuck you for all the other four guys that pulled me over. That's yeah. how I am with TSA. It's like I don't have anything on me. Yeah. Don't treat me like a fucking criminal. I haven't done anything. Yeah. So like don't fucking side eye me, bro. As a matter of fact, if there's anything if there's anyone here who hasn't done anything, it's you. And that's why you're a TSA agent. Yeah. Right, like, right, I'm right. sorry you got I'm sorry Circuit City went bankrupt. Like, that is not <laughs> yeah. my deal. Yeah, it's don't treat me like shit, man. Do you notice that like they started the TSA right when a bunch of shit closed down? <laughs> yeah, it is true. Like Right at the heart of like, like our economy, the economic like, yeah. when, when the when the market <laughs> was really City bad went down and fucking you know the end of blockbuster stuff like all that shit when all these companies started going like linens and things closed, <laughs> TSA started right and now all those people have jobs. Yeah, that's who is pretty much a TSA agent. Yeah, yeah, it's those and people it's, and it's all those people and it, and I really feel like it was just a way to stop a depression. I mean, in, Port- in Portland, the dude was just looking at me like I was f- doing something, and then I and then a guy came over to him, started talking to him, and he was a trainee. Yeah, the guy was like, "So this is how this works." I'm like, "You're gonna fucking look. You don't even know what you're looking for yet." Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you've decided I'm about to blow up a plane. Like you're gonna yeah <laughs> eyeball people and be like, "That guy looks suspicious." Yeah, and like what dude, training do you have in knowing who's up to no good? Yeah, I was like X-ray machine. No, they have they have special they have undercover guys in there looking for people. Those cats are just there to run machines. They are the fast food worker of the security industry. Yeah, like those cats are looking for little objects and shit like that. They and that's my thing about it. It's it's such a facade. It's not like especially with the body scanner. None of these terrorists are showing up to airports sight unseen. No matter what obstacle you put in front of them they're gonna find out a way to get around yeah. it. so my thing is stop looking at stop invading my privacy 
for a farce. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you're not st- the day one of these body scanners uncovers a bomb, I'll shut the fuck up about it. But that hasn't happened. Yeah, it's a, in their eyes, they're expecting it to look like a cartoon bomb with like there's a huge clock and a yeah. bunch of curly wires yeah. connected to dynamite, like just strapped into some guy. And then, oh, we got our guy. And they're not. They're not. That's good. my favorite Swartzen bit. Where it's the picture of the bomb at the airport's like the big round one, and yeah. he's like, "Oh, with the fuse." Then and he's just walk. He's like, "Who?" You walk in the airport, and you just hear it like, <laughs> "It's like, is that a yeah. bomb?" No, I'm just. I, I brought fajitas. I'm just having fajitas. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not good lookers because, like, I've accidentally flown home with joints. Oh really? And, like cans of hash and stuff. Like I pull it out of my ear. Oh fuck! Like I I've realized more there. than once I left my knife in my pocket and then been like, I don't want to throw this away. But if they find it, I'll just dump it. And I've just shoved it in my bag and hoped for the best and gotten through with the fucking four inch knife. Yeah, yeah. Like I, uh, box cutter length. So like guys, come on. Like you can't tell what it looks like when it's folded up. You ninnies. I always take a one hitter with me. I buy a clean one hitter and I take it with me to the road and then I'll just ditch it at the mm. end of the week. And uh, this one time I threw it, I try to throw it away in the lobby just because, <laughs> I don't know, just because I'm super paranoid and I don't want to find it in my room. And this one time I forgot to do that. And so I get through security and I always get the pat down and I'm waiting and I just kind of check myself and I felt the one hitter. Oh boy. And I'm like, fuck. And I just <laughs> nonchalantly dropped it and just kicked it underneath the x-ray machine. I'm like... <laughs> Did that you work? guys are terrible. Like, no one saw that. I saw that. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. <laughs> I, I, was like, I was like, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, I'll just say it. Because I did. I just dropped it. I'm going, what? And so I, and I just kind of kicked it like that and walked through. My friends have been staying at the Sunset Marquee for years. And they, used to, they literally ask for the same room and leave weed in the couch. And it's still there. Every time they go, they just reach to the couch and find the weed. Like that, people aren't looking for shit. You know what I found out or remembered after we hung out? My friend sells your friend's weed. Oh, really? Yeah, when they come into town. <laughs> That's he was hilarious. Probably, as a matter of fact, I think you know him. If you hang out backstage at those shows, he's backstage all the time. I probably bet him. He's just a big dreadlock dude with a Jewish beard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Named Brian. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah, met yeah. Brian. He's one of my good friends. That's <laughs> so funny. Look, yeah. you gotta have. You need a network of folks. Takes a, takes a, a village. It's a takes small a village world. to make a rock I show. I almost had to take weed to the Kings because he was like, I'm out of town. Can you just run by? <laughs> yeah. Is that what they mean by LA is a small town? This, yeah. This yeah. yeah. <laughs> my buddy is a weed dealer and he's friends with your buddies. Yeah. <laughs> I love I'll it. tell you, being a weed dealer is probably the best way to make friends in the world. Um, while we're on the subject of traveling, because we got a wrap, we're an hour and a half. Okay. Um, which has been good. It's flown by. Yeah, yeah. it's been fun. Where are you? Uh, you want to plug any road dates you got coming up? This goes uh, up Tuesday. Tuesday. So I will be in Dayton, Ohio uh, all this week. Okay. And then uh, the St. Louis Funny Bone all the next week. All of next week. Okay. Yeah. And then your Twitter is I am Chris Porter. That's true. Okay. And then you have an Instagram website or anything I else? Do not, I do need to do the Instagram. It's uh, more fun than Twitter. You will find it less annoying. In a annoying. way it is, yeah. Okay, cool. Follow mostly art stuff, and and it, you will. You, it's enjoyable. Okay. Yeah, it's a lot more broad. You don't have to... It's, you don't have to listen to people's opinions. It's yeah. just a picture of something. You're like, that's nice. Uh, the moment you get... Uh, like you said... Oh, you told me Chelsea Peretti said this is not the place for sincerity. She's like, maybe... She once tweeted, uh, maybe not the place for sincerity probs. And I was like, <laughs> that is exactly right. Yeah, so yeah, anytime, yeah. If, if you get to... Like, I, I'll let you slide on a couple. Yeah, yeah, we, we all have, have a moment. Moments. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, One a month. You can be human. Yeah. Here and there. Too many, too many, like, I'm down, but I'm coming up. Yeah. I can't do it anymore. Like, me, yeah. and, a, me and a friend of mine unfollowed another friend of ours at the same time so we could say it was a joke just in case they found out. Right. And uh, just because it was too much, you're like, I'm down, but I'm coming back. If it's you like, tweet, no one can tell me what I can or cannot say on stage, I will unfollow you. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And someone has. Yeah. And you regret that. Uh-huh. And you know what? Someone probably should tell you what you should and shouldn't say. To on, a certain on degree. On Twitter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, my, I was telling you about this, but there was a guy on Facebook like, why am I doing this? Why do I just, and I don't need a pep talk. I, I need reasons. I was like, I, I was this close to God. We're not here for that. Like, if you don't want to do stand-up comedy more, yeah. fucking walk away. Don't do it. We're no not, one's, we're not holding your hand through you this. You are not Dave Chappelle. There couldn't be less of a shortage. Yeah. You're fine. We're if, fine. If you want to go sell mortgages go do it yeah dude and, and i'll i'll even look at your rates <laughs> i will i will admire your ability to recognize it was time to change my buddy uh, was a feature act for years and just never made just never got the break and yeah eventually went to the comedy club and says can i just work at a comedy club and now he runs a comedy club and yeah. i'm like that's hilarious. you're my hero that is a person that that is that takes balls and that is a hard call to make. I, yeah. Someone asked me, they were like, "Is it why don't why do so many comics stick stick to it so long when it's not working?" I'm like, "It's it scares the shit out of all of us the notion of having to quit." Well, that I mean, you, you have those comics you make deals with, like, "Hey, if I ever get like that, you got to tell me," because well, it it's scary. And it gets to a point where, like my friend said, it, it's too play, it's too late to play it safe. Yeah, like you've been, I've been doing this for 15 years. My resume sucks yeah it's just it's, comedian yeah yeah it was like i worked at a mall i worked at mcdonald's <laughs> and then i worked at a mall and then i got kind of famous and now i need a gig yeah like that's that's my resume yeah so if you need crowd control i got you yeah like that's about all i can offer right yeah. unless you get that weird ceo that's like oh you got a weird way of seeing things I'm gonna yeah. you. <laughs> you're gonna be my dear man yeah, yeah. that only happens in movies yeah that's tommy right. boy yeah <laughs> right, so right. We're, yeah, why am I doing it for so long? Because I got no, I can't, I'm fucked. Yeah, I'm too far in. I'm, yeah, there's no, I, my chance to leave was at 30. Mm -hmm. If I would have bounced then, I might have had a shot. Yeah. Maybe going back to school and doing something. Yeah. But I've, I'm not. So. Yeah. I'm, I, you just hope at this point that I'm you not just, the 60-year-old just year -old hope and try hard. It's just hope and try hard. Yeah. It'd be all right. I'm either going to I'm either going to make it rich or I'm going to die in a hotel room. Well, the, honestly, even if you make it rich, we're all going to probably die in a hotel room. So either way, which not the I worst. I just hope it's a nice one. I hope yeah. it's a five star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a W. Like, I hope I it wasn't like. And then he got the deal on I Hotel Tonight, or even the nicest Ooh. room at the Radisson. I stayed at the one that Geraldo died in, and mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, a good one. <laughs> that would have been good to go out. That would have been all right. I had a nice lobby. You want? You hope you die after at least one night of shows. You want to die in the hotel room before the shows. You want to have like one hot night of shows, or you finish the shows. Yeah, hopefully it's a Friday night. You don't want to die after a Tuesday spot at the comedy store. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, no. Or no. the Sunday. No. You want to die after the Saturday. Yeah, yeah after yeah. two strong Saturday shows. They cancel the Sunday because you died. And it becomes an ad hoc memorial. Right. There, yeah, that's, that's beautiful. It. Yeah, that's, that's die. It. It's yeah. You went out how you went in. So go see Chris at the. Dayton, uh, what is it? Funny Bone. Funny Bone, because he might fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> Do lots of things, because lots of people I may know. fucking Any die, man. Any of us man. could die. Yeah. Go see all of us before we probably die this Use week. that excuse to fucking go to Pinkberry. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Uh, thanks for doing this, dude. Thanks for having me, Yeah, buddy. thanks, yeah, man. Yeah, man, this has been fun. Uh, see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.